You're listening to the Delay of Game podcast with your hosts, Matt and Wit. Hey guys, welcome back. You know what time it is. It is the Delay of Game podcast with your hosts, Wit and Matt. I was about to say, it's almost football time. Oh, by the oh. time you guys are listening, it's going to be like a day or two away. It's true. Like some people, if they listen to this on Thursday, they're going to be a mere hours away from kickoff. I envy those people. It's those like they're living in the future. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> right? Man. Ah, I'm so excited, Matt. Like we never think we can make it, but we're here and it's happening. It's around the corner. We've got our menus ready. Like, Oh, this seems to, it feels like this should be a holiday. It should be. I mean, we should definitely be taken off considering how we're probably going to feel when we wake up on Monday <laughs> uh, after partying. But man, no, it's awesome. Like, congrats to us. Kudos to us. Kudos to our listeners. We did yes. it. And hell yeah. We still like this is the short period of time, at least for some of us, where we get to be incredibly optimistic. <laughs> When I say some of us, I'm obviously excluding the Cardinals, unless you're just looking to next year's draft. I have to believe that Cardinals fans are just watching USC tape. They're not even worried about Sunday. All they need to know is, did we lose? <laughs> they don't care about anything else. Yeah, they're in the, the you know, since Caleb Williams, just to kind of tell everybody, looks so incredibly good. Their L's actually counts as W's as they are <laughs> oh. trying to win that first pick overall. That is some 4D chess for your ass right there, Matt. Yeah. No, <laughs> I like, love that. They're just, they're trying to win the long game, which is get the first pick, get Caleb Williams. Yo, and we're just going to jump right into it, guys. Like, let's just dive right in. I want to start with that. This whole Caleb Williams thing, Cardinals, like, we keep hearing the reports about the money that the Cardinals are on the hook for if Kyler Murray gets injured. Do you see a scenario where he actually plays this season? Since the Cardinals appear to be in tank mode already, like if you are paying any attention to them, they cut both of the quarterbacks that were on the preseason team. <laughs> yes. They're rolling into week one with some guy who has almost no experience with their offensive system. Yeah. And yeah. If you watched what they did in the offseason, they did very little to retain and obtain talent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. I have to believe when they got their new head coach, which I can never remember his name. I'm sure Jonathan Gannon. Thank you. He came in and was like, yeah, let's not stick with Kyler Murray. (laughs) 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 Let's get Caleb Williams. I sure I can win with that guy. And they seem to be all on board. This is wild to me. Like, this is the same franchise that drafted a kid in the 10th overall pick in Josh Rosen only to get rid of him the very next year to get Kyler Murray with the first overall pick. And it looks like they're ready to move on from him three years after that pick. I will say that they're, I guess, being hyper aggressive. So I can kind of applaud that. Like they went all in on Kyler Murray and they tried to put talent around him. Agreed. They had a decent team for that little window there. And then they just were like, you know what? We're done. We're moving on. And they've just slashed and burned to create cap for themselves in two years and just kind of restart. That's what it seems like they're doing. So long answer made short would be, yes, I do see a scenario where Kyler Murray is just benched, even if he is healthy. You know, I look at that twofold because I agree with you. Like I can see a world where he doesn't play, but 
the allegations would just dog that franchise until the end of time. How they completely skirted and subsur- subverted the rules of the NFL in the quality and uh, I guess the what purity of the game to ensure that they got one of most people are saying generational talents at, at quarterback. Like I can see it, but man, that that's a bad look. It is bad in a league that really prides itself on not tanking, right? Yeah. Teams, I feel like I've kind of gotten at least a side eye, if not kind of in trouble when teams, when the NFL thinks they're tanking games. Yeah. You're only and, kind of allowed to do it at the end when you're putting in like a young quarterback to hopefully, you know, see how they develop. That's well, clearly and, not the case here, right? Like you'd be not exactly. playing your best players on purpose. And while in the NBA and baseball and like every other sport, totally allowable. The NFL so, does not. So then I guess the real question comes, if you're a Cardinals fan, do you even turn the television on this Sunday? Like, just are you just like, ah, fuck it. What do you have to watch for? I don't know. Yeah. We were looking over their team over the weekend. There's just nobody on There's that roster other there. than like Buddha Baker and Zach Ertz. Yeah. Oh, and Zach Ertz. But you're not watching him being like, oh man, he's going to be awesome when Caleb Williams is throwing him the ball in two years. Or I guess not next at all. year at this point. Like, you know what's thinking that about old Zach Ertz? No, not yeah. even a little bit. They have you what's what? his name that they got from the Ravens, but. Oh, crap. Hollywood Brown. You're yeah, right. Hollywood Brown. Maybe you're hoping like Caleb Williams can actually get him the ball deep. I mean, I know he didn't show a ton of separation other than just those nine routes, but maybe if he gets used better. I I just assume that Josh Jonathan Gannon, he is just going to try to like create a really good defense this season and not concern himself with the offense at all. Like that's what he's known for is his defensive mind, right? So maybe that's what he's looking at, trying to get that honed in. And then I'll worry about offense next year. Feels like that would make a lot of sense. Uh, because what are you like? Nothing about this offense is going to be the same. Yes. It's Ab- going to look totally absolutely. different. And absolutely. You can sit there and say we're wrong, but come off, you know, come tweet at us. If you believe that come do something, let us know. And then we're going to save those receipts when we it's are hundred percent correct. When it comes next off season, next NFL draft. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, you and I, we were forged in the fires of Mount St. Petty. Like, we will always come back to you. Like, <laughs> don't even worry about that. So, I think, that's a, I think that's a good way to kind of jump us off, right? I did have another topic, and I think we kind of touched on this a little bit already, but I want to get your take going into the season. The Indianapolis Colts have decided to just shit the bed completely when it comes to Jonathan Taylor. What do you think this does for Anthony Richardson and his growth? How does this affect him? This is a weird one because they weren't able to trade him and they mm-hmm. still have this ongoing contract issue. Now he's on the pup, so he can't play for a couple of weeks. So I can't imagine it helps him. No, I don't see a world where losing your best offensive player is helpful for your young rookie quarterback. You know, it's funny because when you say it, like the way you're, Use breaking it down initially. I was like, no, this gives him the opportunity to just go out and ball. But I get it. Like, you want to try to help him slow the game down. But it just feels to me like with the energy that Anthony Richardson brings and that chaos, they just want to kind of fuel that. Like, dude, just go out there and make plays. 
Like, if it breaks down, run. If you don't have the first read, run. They're putting it all on him in this scenario. That's what I guess I'm going to say. Young quarterbacks typically try to do too much as it is. They feel like they have to do it all. Now he kind of really has to. It's going to be like Jalen Hurts this year, but without any of the weapons where he or Lamar Jackson when he's just triple optioning, but he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm keeping it. Like 99% of the time on the triple option, he doesn't need the other two. You know, he's holding it. It's going to be Anthony Richardson. You know, I will give it to the Colts, though. They did try to shoot their shot when they went out. I think the Dolphins were interested in getting Taylor. And they were like, yeah, we want Jalen Waddle, too. They're like, no, you can't have Jalen Waddle. No, no, no. We want Jalen Waddle and then a first round pick, too. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. You can't have either of those things. (laughs) We're going to keep raising the price. Demand is skyrocketed. We all saw it. (laughs) Did you see Josh Jacobs just signed a one year contract? It's happening everywhere. You want to get on the ground floor. Just give me your top 10 wide receiver and your first round pick, and we'll call it a square. I think they even tried to get Christian Wilkinson, too. Yeah, they were just wish listing everything they could. And they were like, hey, well, pick one of those, take it off. We'll take the other two. Probably like, yeah. a, here's three options, pick two, we'll take those. They were essentially me when I'm shopping on Amazon. I just put a whole bunch of shit in the cart, <laughs> <laughs> knowing I have no intention of getting any of it. And then just whittling it down to the stuff I actually want. Which I don't get. If he's not going to play for you and he's just going to leave and you get a third round pick a year after that happens, how is that helping anybody? It's not helping your team. Yep. It's not helping Jonathan Taylor. It seems to be a lose-lose for everyone in that scenario. Unless that's just pettiness. Like they just are so mad at him for this bullshit, I guess, in their mind. You know, I don't put anything past Jim Ursay. Like, that dude is the ultimate wild card, so it could be. Since you brought it up, is this a Chris Ballard or a Jim Ursay scenario? Like, who created it, or is it both of them? What is going on? Chris Ballard used to be, like, the golden golden star, you know, the shining, like, GM. Everyone wanted a Chris Ballard. Now he seems a little bit like, I don't know, but is that him or is that Jim Ursay? So I think it's twofold. I start. I think it started with Chris Ballard in the contract, right? That's how these things go. They're always kind of cantankerous in the beginning. But then it just snowballed when Jim Ursay comes out and was like, nah, he's not getting traded. We're not paying him. Like, he's under contract. He's going to come out here and play. Like, that. At, it was at that corner where they're like, well, there ain't no coming back from this. Like, that I think sense. it's a twofold. I could see how that happened. Like, Chris Ballard's like, hey. This is just a contract issue. We'll you know, see what we can work out. And then Jim Ersay decided to make it personal. <laughs> okay. Yes. Like, who doesn't want their GM to go out and shit talk one of their best players and try to strong arm him or shame him into accepting a contract? Come on. Yeah, now. that whole Andrew Luck doesn't need a, didn't need a top tier running back. Oh. Is that Jim Ersay talking through Chris Ballard? I have to believe it is because there's no way that Chris Ballard actually believe that. I don't. Like, I can't there, imagine. There's no way any GM, anyone who can get to the GM position, thinks that's the case. That you don't need good, talented players around your quarterback. Maybe you don't need a twenty million dollar running back, but obviously, if you can get a great running back on a rookie contract, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what they did was they're like, fuck it. We got a great running back and a great quarterback in the same contract. So let's do this. We're doubling down. Let's fucking go. All right. 
Another quick question for you, because I'm gonna I'll tell you how I feel in a second. Okay. Is Jim Mercer the worst owner in the NFL now? Now that he who may not be named is gone. <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't give a shit because I'm just happy that he who Snyder is gone and now we don't have to worry about him. But Ursay seems to be bringing that dysfunction that Snyder left. And the issue with that, though, is he has a team that had Peyton Manning and then Andrew Luck. They're not used to dysfunction. So he's introducing a whole lot of chaos to these fans in a very short amount of time. And I don't, I don't know how that's going to work out for him. Is that what kept him at bay? Where like people didn't realize how crazy he was. It's just that things were going so well. He's just like, eh, I don't need to do anything. Now yeah. that they're kind of falling apart, he's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get in there. I gotta fix well, things. Th- think about it. So you had Peyton Manning from '98 until 2010, right? Oh, just okay. all you were doing was winning consistently. So it didn't matter what you had to say. The product on the field was good. And then you had that year where you didn't have Andrew Luck and you had to go out there with Curtis Painter, but you were quiet and everyone was just like, hey, we know what we're doing. We're going to get Andrew Luck. Then you finally get Luck. Things co- go back to their winning ways. Everyone forgets about Jim Marseille. Now is where we're about to really see that crazy uncle showing up to the barbecue. Like, whoo, man. Yeah, I feel like I don't really remember hearing about him even while they had luck, right? Yep. There was very little like, hey, Jim Mercer is going on. And then he leaves. Suddenly he's been, his name's been thrown around a lot more. <laughs> a shitload He's making more. a lot more news. I don't know, man. I, I will say this, though. This feels like the first season that I can really recall, quickly anyway, where there's been so many holdouts. Like between Josh Jacobs, who just resigned, but then you're talking about Jonathan Taylor. Now you got Joey Bosa. I'm sorry, Nick Bosa. Uh, out in San Francisco holding out like and then there's another guy who's holding out as well like these guys aren't fucking around they want their money NFL's short right NFL career is not for long yeah I get it running backs I think they're just gonna have to accept that unfortunately their position is devalued I know they want it to be more but there's other people who aren't getting a ton of money either like tight ends the average tight end doesn't get a huge contract that's a very good point. You know, do you think the and 49ers can afford to play chicken with Joey with uh, Nick Bosa? I wouldn't. Not with the quarterback situation you have with Purdy being injured, coming back from injury, and you don't really know yet. The strength is their defense. Mm-hmm. That allows you know their offense to do all that running, do all sorts of stuff. Like if you can keep your strong defense. You can have a so-so offense for a little while, or maybe just not as effective of offense. Yeah. What? Well, correct me if I'm wrong. The best way to build your team is to get a good quarterback on a rookie contract, which they've done. So why are you being stingy with the purse strings? They have a lot of other people, I guess. They're paying. I haven't analyzed their cap situation. Maybe I should have done that. Uh, I can try to pull it up, but <laughs> no, no, no. You're. Good. I get you're what good. you're saying, though. Yeah. Like we see all these other teams. When yeah. they have a rookie contract, they go all in. And you can set it up where you're maybe front-loading a lot of that money now. And that way, if you do have to re-sign somebody, you have more exactly. cap down the road. You, you know, can and get creative with it. Well, that's the whole thing. And now, just to stick on the 49ers briefly. So, of course, 
their season opens up this week. They're still they're going against the Steelers. <clears throat> Report just came out that Debo Samuels and George Kittle may not play week one. Okay, so your two biggest offensive weapons may not be there. Your quarterback is an is a huge question mark, and your best defensive player outside of Fred Warner isn't going to be on the field. I'm gonna give you a quick snapshot. Steelers, Rams, Giants. Those are their first three weeks. They might win one of those games if those guys don't play. Yeah, you would. I feel like there's an initial assumption like, hey, the Steelers, they're young. They're not that great. But then mm-hmm. you have to remember Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season ever. Yes. They've never yes. had like a bad season since like 1960. The Steelers <laughs> just stupid. win, unfortunately, for those that of us who aren't huge Steelers stat. fans. But he's never had a losing season. So you can never count them out of any game. Because they're going to most likely win more than they lose. And I so, feel like they're a team that might be, you know, again, they're young. Young teams can get better. You know, and I think because they play in the NFC, that leaves them a little bit more grace to lose five, six, maybe seven games. But then you're talking about losing out on home field advantage, right? If you're talking about postseason, January Just football, that's the name of the game. West Coast teams, right? Exactly. Like that's a big advantage for anybody like West Coast or it sucks for them to have to come to the East Coast. And Seattle, Seattle is much more competitive than we ever get. We're going to willing to give them credit for last year. I don't necessarily yeah. see a huge drop off. Like, I think you had talked me into calling them the winner of the West. And see? maybe this is where it starts with all of these little issues that are building. You know, and then on top of all of that, people are talking about mad cash about the Giants ready for their breakout. So who knows what that offense is going to look like? They need to get this done now, like immediately. Like, ugh. I mean, I would want him playing for sure. Because also, how much does that affect team morale? Morale and you know, just everyone playing together is incredibly important in the NFL. Separates the really good teams from like the great teams. A Agreed. lot of times. Oh, now, I found it. Okay, real quick. Uh, the sure. other guys I was talking about holding out was Chris Jones, the uh, defensive tackle for the uh, Chiefs, and the other guy was Brian Burns, defensive end for the Panthers. That, those were the other two guys I was thinking of about holding out. So I'm going to throw out a little theory. I haven't okay. thought about it too much. It just popped in my head Okay. for these holdouts. Is this any of watching these quarterbacks, even just mediocre quarterbacks, get paid huge money more than them? Because I'd be mad if I saw Chris, or not Chris Jones, um, Daniel Jones get more than oh. me and I'm Boza. <laughs> oh, my God. Or I'm Chris Jones. Brian Burt's like, those guys are, that's making way more money than me. And he's obviously not nearly as talented for like the QBs, right? Like his QB rank is much lower than Nick Boza, who's a top tier, you know, top three D end. Agreed. I think he won defensive player of the year last year. Exactly. So you have a lot to hang your hat on to say, I deserve to get paid a lot of money. Is that anything like, I've always kind of wondered, is that going to create some sort of issues? Maybe it starts. I'm looking down the road for future problems. I hope that is not the case because Dak is about to get extended and then we got to sign Micah Parsons. So I hope (laughs) defensive ends are not looking at quarterback money, but you raise a very good point. I think it's human nature. You have to look at another guy's wallet. Like I know I'm better than you and you get paid twice as much as I do. That's a problem. Like I I get it. I understand it, but I hope that is not what's happening. 
is happening with running backs, right? They feel that they contribute a huge part to the offense. They see receivers getting $20 million a year, so they want mm-hmm. $20 million a year. I get the feeling you're just more replaceable. As a D-end, you are not very replaceable if you're getting 10, 12, 14, 18 sacks in a season. Like, if you exactly. are disrupting and destroying games. Like, when you look at the hierarchy of, of positions in the NFL, it's always going to be quarterback, then it's going to be... And these are interchangeable in my mind, but it's going to be a guy who can get to the quarterback, guy who can protect the quarterback, guy who catches the ball, guy, catches the ball guy, and the guy who stops the other guy from catching the ball. And then you talk about running backs. Running backs, linebackers, those guys, right? <clears throat> the NFL yeah. is a pass-first league right now. The way the rules are, like we've talked about a ton, everyone knows, it's pass-first. So what you yeah. said is 100% correct in that hierarchy of who gets paid. Which is why quarterbacks are getting paid more. But when they're a mediocre quarterback and you're watching them, does that really help you feel better about it? It's true. It stings. Nonetheless, it stings, man. Average DNs are getting paid 8 to 10, 12 million a year. Not 30 something. More so than the Aaron Donalds of the world. Right? Like, yeah. He's the highest paid pass rusher and he's not even getting Daniel Jones money. That's true. Not getting Kirk Cousins money. Oh, man, like, that would that would chat my ass. How, I get you it. Won multiple MVPs, right? You were Super Bowl MVP, weren't you? Uh, Aaron Donald was yeah. an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP. Yes. And you're still not even getting to those guys' numbers. <clears throat> I I can see why some people. I just it feels like maybe that's what we're seeing. Who knows? But if that was me, I would be making some of those arguments. Like you can find money for them. You can find money from me. Look under the mattress. Look under the pillow. I don't care where you find it. Okay. You just better cash app that bitch to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't care where you get it. It just better be in my account. Yeah. So I'm so. just going to gonna add a zero at the end of whatever number you write. Just be cool with it. Okay. <laughs> so I know we'll see how no. it continues. Like, but maybe this trend next year, we see even more people. Who knows? I don't know, man. It, it, is frightful as a uh, as a fan base, right? Like you don't want your guy to hold out. You want your team to get it done. That's why I'm really glad that the Cowboys Mm-mm. did what they needed to do. They got Zach Martin extended. Uh, they got Trayvon extended. Hell, they just extended Terrence Steele, another key piece in our defense in our offensive line. Like they're doing all the right things. But the problem is, we still have a sixty million dollar cap hit next year if we don't get <laughs> Dak restructured now. <laughs> So uh, oof, they're doing the right brutal. things. Just but that's gotta, how, need a little bit more. That's how you create some of that money. Like you're spending that money now. That way you feel okay. Cause you're going to be paying a ton of cash. We've talked about this before. Cash for these owners is King. How much am I oh, paying yeah. out in cash this year? How much am I paying out cash next year? So if you sign them early, get good long contracts, make the structuring right. The next year you can have feel like, okay, I can spend that money to resign Dak. Cause that's going to be, a lot of cash. Yo, that's going to be a shitload of money. These guys are billionaires. I know Jerry Jones has a, a net worth is very high for some goddamn reason. People like the Cowboys. Well, he has the most profitable uh, franchise don't. in all of sports. $4.5 billion. Let me, let me talk. It's my turn now. <laughs> but still, it's a lot of cash. Like, if you're paying a guy like $150, $200 million, that's a lot of money to drop on somebody. That's yeah. I was watching Hard Knocks and they were talking about re-signing um, their D tackle. Oh, Quinn and Williams. Quinn Williams. They're like, 
yeah, ninety million dollars. I was like, oof. When you actually like, two guys are talking about it. Ninety so million dollars is just like holy fucking shit. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's a good player. He's worth ninety million. Ninety million, like to say that about somebody and mean right? it. Like I like because he was talking to the the head coach was talking to the owner. Like that guy had to write a check <sighs> with that many, like you know, with a lot of zeros in it. Yeah. Like that's gotta hurt regardless of how much money you have. Like let, let me just say this, and this is no reflection of my children in any way, shape, or form. Okay. The Quinn and Williams did did not come out of anybody in that organization. And they stroked him a check for ninety million. <laughs> my child, who I love unconditionally, asked me for five dollars for, for V Bucks. And I can't bring myself to do it. Okay. I love him. I don't, I don't, I don't get how they do it, Matt. <laughs> I, maybe that's why we're not GMs. Cause I can't, I can't, I am unable, physically unable to, to realistic, like really wrap your mind about it. Like we talk about it all the time. Oh, $250 million. Like when you make it real, how mind boggling that would have to be. Yeah. Just how, just like insane to be like, yeah, we just resigned this guy. You're going to have to write a check for like $120 million. Uh-huh. Can you imagine that? Or, hey, we resigned, uh, what's his name? You know, hey, the Terrence Browns. Steele. Sure, or whoever. Yeah. Like, we guaranteed 80% of his $250 million contract. So you're on the hook for like 200 mil. No matter what well, happens, guess what? You're going to be writing checks for a while. That's crazy. Yeah. And you try to equate it to you and I. Like, we work our ass off so we can get to every other Friday for paycheck, right? And we get our money. We're like, oh, yes, awesome. Now I get to pay bills and it's gone again. These NFL players, every Tuesday, there's a direct deposit with multiple zeros behind them. Like, holy fuck. So much. Yeah. So this it's real money Like when people are talking about this shit. So Oof. things to think about. But yeah, the Cowboys are, unfortunately, I think being smart, signing people early. Like Love the it. way we're seeing the cap go. The sooner you sign them, the better. I don't care if you're paying a little bit more money now. You're saving money when it comes if you sign them next year. Hey, you know what? As much as we talk shit about Jerry Jones and whatnot, Will McClay and Stephen Jones are doing this team a service. Please just continue that same energy. Thank you. God bless. Have a good evening. So So. we need to, I think, look ahead at this point, right? Like we have the Agreed. NFL games coming up. I got the schedule up. up too, Matt. You and I synergy, buddy. We have a ton of things that we needed to talk about because you were lazy. I think is the word last week. Yeah, no, that's we accurate. weren't able to get on here. But we got football coming. We gotta talk about it. Let's fucking go. What you got, man? Let's talk about Thursday. It's coming up. Hopefully, again for some people, maybe in just a few hours, the Kansas City Chiefs playing. The darlings of the NFL lately, the Lions. It's true. How it's is true. this one going? I'll, I'll toss it to you first. Okay. So I really like this matchup. I think it's a great measuring stick for the Detroit Lions. Are they the team we think they could be? Like, I don't know if they can beat the Chiefs, but if they can keep it close, keep it tight, and just like the back and forth, I think that's an absolute morale win. And you that- just ride that momentum. That's exactly how I was going to describe it. I think this is one we're going to see them on Thursday night TV in front of everybody show that they can hold up, show that they can compete. Yeah. Which is a big win for the Lions and the Lions fan base. I can't see them pulling out a win at Arrowhead, mm-hmm. but 
you know, also just the fact that the Chiefs really don't lose very often at all. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it too. But I think they're going to keep it close. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game where they go back and forth. Okay. I think it'll be a fun one. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're keeping track, you know, we're helping you with your parlays. So go <laughs> yeah. ahead. Yeah, bet bet the money line. Don't, don't do any over or unders. <laughs> so a fun, just kind of betting aside, apparently the Chiefs are one of the worst teams at covering the spread because they always are, you know, negative. They're always the heavy favorites, mm-hmm. but because teams or because betting is not really about performance is as much about expectations mm-hmm. and like the fan base expectations for somebody. So fans constantly overrate the chiefs and how much they're going to win by. And so that spread gets really large a lot of Oof. times. And they think they're just going to always crush everybody like by, you know, double digits, which right. isn't the case. So it's actually usually pretty good to bet against the Chiefs, especially at home, where they get extra points against the spread, right? Usually you get like negative three automatically. So it's just a little tidbit. Like if you're betting the spread, I kind of like the Lions. It's plus six and a half. They just have to not lose by a touchdown. I think they're going to keep it within that. Matt, you know what? I'm going to put money on this right now. Okay. And if I lose... I'm coming back to you. I want my, I'm going to get my meat back. So it was a pretty high percentage where if you bet the other team, like the plus money on the other team at home against the chiefs, usually they covered like the chiefs again. Cause it's just like, you makes sense, right? Everyone expects the chiefs just to blow out everybody. Yeah. But that's not always the case. They just win a lot. Okay. Well then I think you and I are in agreement with how that game turns out. Yes. I wanted to talk. Oh, sorry. Good. Oh no, I was just going to say, yeah, but, uh, you know, definitely, uh, we just want to talk about how good the Lions might be. Yeah. Also, well, I, think the, I have yeah. Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, so I'm very interested in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just, I know I keep lingering, but I just, I felt like that needed to be said. No, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, this is, this is your session too, Matt. <laughs> Use it as you need to, buddy. But no, I was looking at the, uh, another game that, I think there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on. That's going to be the uh, Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons game. You've got the number one overall pick and then a top 10 pick with B. John Robinson going head to head. Like, I think this is where people want to find out what these kids are going to contribute to the NFL. Like, what do you think? It's going to be a fun one. I picked up the Falcons D for this game because I Good think call. play anybody playing the Panthers. <laughs> that offensive line is going to be rough. It's going to be bad. And so, I don't, and they have no outside threats anymore with DJ Morgan. I agree. That's, that's going to be, we know the Falcons are going to want to run the ball like crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, just because they, you know, I know they have some differences and like, Oh, we're going to try throwing it more. I don't see them throwing it like a crazy ton. I see them running the ball, getting a lead and just pounding it. And then Panthers having to try to throw the ball, which is not going to be great with the offensive line. Well, so I'm thinking the Falcons the, for sure. Definitely, and also this goes right back to what we were talking about before with the holdout. Brian Burns isn't going to play week one. so That's a huge plus for the Falcons. Exactly. So there you go, guys. There's two. Matt, what game are you looking at? Oh, there's so many good ones. Uh, Let's bring up. I want to bring this one up. It's your team, but it's only because there's so much hype on the Giants this year. Giants, Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's betting-wise, it's very close because teams, a lot of people are believing wholeheartedly in the Giants. And I can understand why. 
Brian Dable is a good head coach, good offensive coordinator. Like he seems to know how to get the best or the most out of his players. I'm not disputing that. The issue I have is the guy pulling the trigger, right? Like, does everyone just forget that Daniel Jones only threw 15 touchdowns? People look at the fact that he ran and got like fancy points and they're in love with him. That is insanity. The NFL loves guys who can just kind of run to some extent. Like quarterbacks who can run get so much hype. Well, and it doesn't help that uh, Daniel Jones is like a unicorn. He's a white running quarterback. <laughs> He's like Josh Allen. Like there's only two of these motherfuckers, right? <laughs> like These dudes get plenty of hype. He is like Josh Allen in that he can run. Otherwise, he is not like Josh Allen at all. <laughs> He's the wish version. Great value version of Josh Allen. <laughs> Like, this, like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I'm not saying that they won't be a good team. I think they have great pieces on that defensive line. But they've got a rookie and Deontay Banks starting outside on corner who's going to be covering C.D. Lamb. Like, the Cowboys should attack him at all costs. Like, throw that kid into the fire. I, I like the Cowboys here, and that's not just me being a homer. I think the Cowboys have a better team. They have a better team. And then you've brought this up. It's just a it's a true thing over many years. Dak rarely, if ever, loses to the NFC East. It's true. He's like what, twelve and four? Oh no, he's or like twenty seven and four or something like Some, that. Okay, sorry. It was even more stupid than I'm allowing <laughs> yeah. myself to accept. Yeah. Wait, hold on. He's been there for was, eight years. He's played them t- twice you a year. I remember he's yeah. often injured during NFC East games. That way he doesn't lose. So I'm surprised. I won't be surprised if he's injured when he comes plays the Commanders. Get the fuck out. He's going to be like, I don't want to play them. Tweaked an ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep my record. So So, you were close. Yes. 24 and four since Ah. his rookie season. So then I have no reason to think that this changes. Like, I think he's about to be 28 and four after Sunday. I hate that I'm agreeing with you on this one. But... It just seems like the Giants don't have a lot on offense. They are hopeful that they have receivers, but then you have your guys' corners covering them. So it feels oh. like they're going to get a pick or two. Don't say you guys. Say their names, Matt. Who no. are the corners? <laughs> Who are the corners, Matt? Stefan Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon All Diggs. pro corners. I can almost guarantee you between the two of those guys, one of them is getting a pick this week. Oh, Absolutely. And then, and then on top of all that, you've got the defensive line. Sorry, you were probably yeah. just about to say that, but I'm so excited. I'm I mean, so excited. Daniel Jones can run, but correct me if I'm wrong. Micah Parsons can run much faster. <laughs> that dude is ridiculous. I hate him yes. for that. Oh, God. I'm. Hey. What day is it? What is it? <sighs> Be bold. Tuesday? Fuck. Be bold, Jerry Jones. Trey Lance week one. See what that guy can do. Think of the contract negotiation pressure you could put on Dak if Trey Lance yeah. goes out there and balls. If this was Jim Ursay, you could probably get away with that. <laughs> okay. You could probably get away with that, but not with Will McClay and Stephen Jones. Not here, not today. I'm just hopeful Mike McCarthy shits all over the bed. I unfortunately do not see it, but because it's such a like competitive game, at least according to betters, I wanted to bring it up. Okay, no, I hate that we're fair. on the same page. Can I bring up the next one? Yes, you can. It's the one we've also already highlighted. I think it's got to be like the game of the week. The perfect closing Monday night game. 
Jets Bills. Oh. Finally seeing what this Jets team is going to look like against a real opponent in the Bills. Dude, I I can't tell you like I'm I'm so ready to see if the hype is real. Like I'm sick of seeing highlights, I'm sick of seeing one drives with their ones like I'm ready to see if it's real. Like what Aaron Rodgers are we about to get? Like this is about to be an issue for the AFC East if the Jets are for real. Like we what do you see, think? I mean, I think we keep talking about they are going to have a real good Real good team. If Aaron Rodgers can just be okay. They have some great weapons. Garrett Wilson is a dude. And their defense looks really good. You know, and on top of all that, outside of them playing the AFC East, they have the benefit of having a shitty record and have in getting the schedule that they got. Like, they have, like, the Falcons, the Commanders. And then they've got, like, the Raiders. They've got the Broncos. Like, their schedule, oh shit, they've got the Bucks in week three. Oh no, that's preseason, my bad. But like, I just, I think that they're going to be a prime team to go from, not worst to first, but like middle of the pack to first. And this is the year where we start seeing the drop off for the Bills. Okay. Maybe their injuries start piling up. Not only that, but we talked about it before. Like their off-season drama, like the whole Stefan Diggs thing. If they lose two games and Diggs isn't like involved, oh yeah, we're absolutely going to be seeing the. Uh, he's been suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. Could happen. I think we're getting a little ahead of things, but I think nope. I'm going to go. Let's see who's playing at home. The Jets are playing. It's at the home. Jets. Yeah. Oh. Oof. Say it, Matt. Say it. Hmm. I'm trying to think this one through. Jets have a lot of good players, but the Bills, the Bills have the better quarterback still. They have the younger quarterback. Oh, bringing the shade. Okay. I don't know if he's better than Aaron Rodgers, depending on which version you get. Right. I think that's fair to say. Like Aaron Rodgers from two years ago is hands down better than Josh Allen. But last year's Aaron Rodgers with the thumb injury, not the same dude. Not the same guy. And he's old, though. He is. As we he's know. Like 39 like, or 40. shade of him. We are also old, and we just know how oh. even a minor lingering injury lingers, basically, till we die. It's true. Matt, I was doing the most basic of actions the other day, walking. Just walking. And for now, for whatever reason, now my heel hurts, and I don't want to walk. Like... <laughs> I just yeah. don't want to now. I'm at the age when people ask, like, how old are you? It's that I have to be careful not to turn my head too fast because I'm going <laughs> to my neck age. Like, that's plenty old. So I'm going to No, go. no. Here's what you do. The way, real quick. But the next time someone asks you, say, no, no, don't ask me that. Wait till I die. Cut me in half and count the rings. Find out for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go ahead. My bad. Oh, it's all good. My biggest concern is going to be the Jets O-line. We, okay. I don't trust in them just yet. I know there's some potential there. It depends on how some like Mekti Becton, if he can finally play like we hoped he would be. Fair. I'm going to give it to the Bills based on the O-line. Okay. So, But I, I'm assuming, I'm going to guess you're going Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I have the win in their division. Yeah. This is the first game, well, the first step into that 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 prophecy that i put out there so i I, i'm really looking forward to that game like that's going to be a good one i just hope it's not like one of those games where it's defensive back and forth 
and it's like field goals. No, no, no. I want fucking fireworks. That's the only problem sometimes with these teams that you expect the shootout with, which is kind of what I'm worried about. Maybe Thursday night too. Yeah. They decide instead of throwing the ball a crazy ton and like try to keep up, like maybe we can shorten the game by running it. And both yeah. teams try to outthink the other one and like, we're going to run the ball a lot more than usual. No way. We'll see it coming. And then it's, yeah, it's like 10 to 13. You're like, this isn't what I was hoping for at all. Exactly. So I, I mean, they both have a cook brother as their running back. So maybe they're going to be like, I get an inner family competition. And then we just, as fans have to suffer for that. I don't know. I don't know, Matt. So I had one last game. For me, anyway. And it's not really a game that I'm... I don't think it's a game where I'm like, oh, who's going to win? I think we can all guess who's going to win. But I think it's more so because the implications later on in the season. That's going to be the Browns and the Bengals. Joe Burrow out week one. If if the Browns can steal this win, that can go a long way to them potentially making a wild card or, hell, even winning their division. Has Joey B been ruled out? Uh, I know he's... Or you uh, just he came back to practice. Just hypothetically at this point. Hypothetically. I mean, if he's out, that's a huge, huge blow to the Bengals in week one against their in-division opponent. Watson, I feel like he's going to be a lot better this year than he was uh, last year. He has to be, I, I would imagine. I mean, yeah, you, fair enough. I think we're going to see a lot closer. I don't know if he can get back to Pro Bowl, Deshaun, like classic Deshaun Watson. But I think we're going to see a, a huge improvement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that happens, there's some other people on that team. Like they had built a decent team. They just oh, had yeah. Baker Mayfield was the problem. Freaking Amari Cooper. God, you got Amari Cooper. All the man does is just catch balls like crazy. That's it. He's like you, Matt, except he's black and athletic. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, gotta eat. <laughs> Classic. I mean, if they're rolling in, I don't know who the Bengals' backup quarterback is. Do you know offhand? Bengals? Oh, God. Will Greer. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cowboys just... Oh, not Cowboys, but the Bengals just Bengals signed just him. Bengals just signed him off of the Cowboys. Will Greer. I mean, he's shown some okay promise. I don't know if I'm trusting him to win. Listen. Like the okay, Browns. When he's running for his life for Miles Garrett. <laughs> I don't know. The, the Browns' worst thing last season was their quarterback play. If they get much better improvement, they could win. And you're right. That could open things up a lot. They still have to, though, deal with the Steelers, deal with the Ravens, deal with yeah. a healthy Brown- Bengals later. I agree. I don't know if that's enough Completely to help agree. them get in. But Completely agree. This could be close if Joey B doesn't play. If, if uh, Joe Burrow plays, I'm giving the Bengals all day. Even if he does play, though, like I honestly, I feel like he's going to be running. And if it's a hamstring issue, you can't really do that a whole lot. So... It'll be interesting, but that team is really good about working with Joe Burrow and getting the ball out quick if necessary. I was about to say, they've improved a lot on that scheme of their quick game. We saw that a lot more last season. He still got hit a ton, but they definitely are working towards more of that. And not just like, hey, we have Jamar Chase and Boyd and and he Higgins, and we're just going to chuck it deep 50 times because Joey can. Okay. Well, hey, man, that's all I had. Did you have any other games? As much as I want to bring up certain games, we've already kind of talked about how we know it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> so I don't think we're doing anyone a favor. Uh, just in case they don't know which game you're talking about, you can say it. Commanders blowing out the Cardinals? Oh, 
Hell they're, yeah. They are going to beat the brakes off the Cardinals. Like, it's not going to be close at all. It should be a ridiculously fun week one. It's going to get all the Commanders fans, like, overly hyped. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going 16-0. and 0. And then the early part of this season is brutal. Yeah. So, if you, but if you can get through that first leg, it might be okay. That's the important part. Yeah. If we can go okay for the first part, which I'm sure we'll get into some of those bigger games down oh, the road. Course. But week one should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm feeling cocky. So I actually bet negative seven on the commanders on the spread. That's what they're Whoa. at right now. Teams are like hype. I was like, you know what? I'll throw a dollar on that and see what happens. Little, little big spender over here. Hey, I okay. am. We talked about it last year. <clears throat> I was trying to bet smartly. I didn't like that plan. I'm starting a new one where I'm betting conservatively. <laughs> Even if I feel good about something, it's like a one to two dollars at most. We okay, got like so two bucks on the Cowboys, which I do love that spread or that money line, by the way. Okay, so you went from <clears throat> smart bets to conservative bets, and then after that is no bets. If like, I can't make this work, then yeah. so next season i'll be like yeah just stay away the best way to bet is no bets at all save your money ladies and gentlemen (laughs) invest in (laughs) v-bucks all right well hey man that's all i got now it's another fun episode i can't wait till next week we'll be talking about the outcomes of real games oh it's gonna be so good guys awesome Enjoy your weekend. Make sure you got plenty of snacks, plenty of drinks, and just sit back and enjoy the show. Yes, stay cool. It's going to be a hot one. (laughs) Later, guys. Bye.